We'll get ready for puja. Eh? Relax body and mind. Compose your mind. Develop the spiritual faculty of sadha, virya. Then mindfully we shall commence the puja chanting. Namo Pensu Sujiamoni Fo Namo Pensu Sujiamoni Fo Namo Pensu Sujiamoni Fo Namo Kwan Sing Pusa Namo Kwan Sing Pusa Namo Kwan Sing Pusa Namo Ami Tofo Namo Ami Tofo Namo Ami Tofo Namo Mila Fo Namo Mila Fo Namo Mila Fo Namo Pusien Pusa Namo Pusien Pusa Namo Pusien Pusa Namo Fo Pusa Namo Fo Pusa Namo Fo Pusa Arahang Sama Sambuddho Bhagawa Bodang Bhagavantang Abhiwademi Suakato Bhagavata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Sāvakasāngo Sānghāng Namāmi Okay, you all can be seated. Eh? Turn to page one of the chanting book. Eh? We will chant the Vandana. Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Sanghang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Dhammang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Panati Patawe Ramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Adinadana Ramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Kamesu Michachara Veramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Mu 
May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on with cultivate sila, samadhi, and panya, leading to ultimate liberation, the bond-free nibbana, oh, making of oral aspiration. By the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of sada, virya, sati, samadhi, and panya be further strengthened until they become balas or powers, sharing and transform marriage to all beings. May this marriage be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the conditions and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, let us pay respect. Triple gem, eh? Vedang Pujemi Damang Pujemi Sanghang Pujemi Okay, there was some offering that came in later. We will make the offering now. Sadhu Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, then we can after like, and you all can have half an hour of meditation. Yeah?
Thank <laughs> you. 
others still wants to meditate, you can continue. For yourself enough, slowly, mindfully, come out of meditation. Try to maintain whatever inner peace, inner calmness, and inner mindfulness that you have developed for as long as you can. So these are the mind states that you need to use to develop the daily mindfulness. Okay, now we turn to page 6. We shall chant the invocation to the devas. Invocation to the devas. In this universe, in their entirety, let the dainties come here. Let them hear the good doctrine or teaching of the king of sages, which gives heaven and release Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samantha Chakawale Su Atrahagachantu Devata Saddamang Munirajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang Dhammasavanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhammasavanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhammasavanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Namoatasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namoatasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namoatasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Iti peso bakawa arahang sama sambuto Vija charana sampano sugato loka vidu Anotaro purisadamasarati Sata Deva Manusanang Buddha Bhagavati Swakato Bhagavata Dhammo Sanditiko Akaliko Ehipaseko Opanaiko Pajatang Veditabo Vinohiti Supatipano Bhagavato Saukasango Ujupatipano Bhagavato Saukasango Nyaya Patipano Bhagavato Sawakasango 
Samichi Pati Pano Bagawato Sawakasango Yadidang Chatari Purisa Yokani Ata Purisa Pugala Esa Bagawato Sawakasango Ahuniyo, pahuniyo, dakiniyo, anjali karaniyo, anu terang punya kita lokasati. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Okay, let us pay respect to Triple Jam. The Dang Pajami Damang Pajami Sanghang Pajami. Okay, you all can be seated, then you shall. Comments of our Sutta class. Oh, you are new? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Were you the one that you just mentioned, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vivian and? Tang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are most welcome to join us. Huh? This is your offering? Ah, uh, okay. We rejoice. Huh? Let us make the offering in the order, huh? Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah? Uh, we are following this book, yeah? the Buddha and his teaching. Yeah? You don't have the book, you don't worry. Yeah? I will read it to you. After this, I will give you some books yeah? uh, so that you can have it. Uh, she can lend it to you, you all can share. Yeah? We are at page 109. The Buddha and his teaching eh, by Venerable Narada. Mm. This is about the life history of the Buddha and his teaching. And you can develop a lot of understanding of who the Buddha is and how he go through his life and how he developed the condition to develop the meditation. And because of his past cultivation, all this become possible. Then how he awakened. He has a very unique parami from the past. That's why after that six years, the reason why it took six years is because there are other conditions behind. Otherwise, he don't need to take six years to become fully enlightened. He has to wait for causes and conditions and the timing and all those things. And when all this fall into place, then condition unfold and he was able to develop the ability to awaken and inherit all of his past perfection and cultivation to become Samasambuddha, mm. which means he is the fully enlightened one. He is not only enlightened, complete in all aspects of enlightenment, wisdom, wise, virtue and conduct everything. Mm. Okay, anyway, today eh, 
uh, is Tuesday. Uh, is it the 9 or the 10? Eh? 10, eh? Uh, 10 of October 2017. Eh? So we have two new people here. Yeah? We'd like to welcome them. Yeah? Make yourself at home. Uh, and if you got any question or whatever, you can ask. Eh? This is just a Tuesday class sharing, eh? or we call it the Dhamma discussion. Now it's based on the topic, the Buddha and his teaching. Eh? Eh? You got exposure to Dhamma before? Not much. Eh? <laughs> Did you go to temple? Oh, okay. So you are more like a Chinese traditional Buddhist. Eh? Okay, now I understand. Then I will give you some basic book later on so that you can develop the understanding. In fact, the Buddha's teaching is very unique and very special. When you understand his teaching, you will have a lot of joy. Then you will have deep understanding of life. Then you will know how to live life. Then when you understand his teaching, your life becomes beautiful. You will be a completely transformed human being, character-wise, personality-wise, understanding-wise. All this will change and you will become very, very unique too and beautiful. Then you can be a blessing to all, not only to yourself, your families, loved ones, people whom you have relationship with, but the world will be blessed with a being that has the teaching, the Dhamma. When you have the teaching and the Dhamma, your mind becomes different, your heart becomes different. You will have a lot of wholesomeness, a lot of love, a lot of peacefulness of mind, calmness of mind, stillness of mind. And most of the time you are silent without thought. But there is clarity, there is understanding. Uh, and your conduct, everything you hold within you manifests the embodiment of his great teaching. Uh, that's why his core teaching is the Four Noble Truth. That is the essence of his teaching. Uh, and the embodiment of his teaching is love, compassion, uh, and wisdom. Uh, and all this, the Buddha has perfected. That's why he is a very unique being. Mm. And he can bring forth the teaching which can give rise to the understanding of how living beings are born into this world. And how they go through life and experience a lot of karmic conditionings, karmic friction. Then, through this coming fruition, they encounter a lot of life reality that can bring about suffering or misery. Uh, then all this reality, if you live life long enough, you will confront them. When you confront them without understanding or wisdom, then you will suffer, you will become afflicted. That's what the teaching is all about. So when you understand his teaching, then you will understand why 
you have to go through suffering. Then through this understanding, you need not go through suffering, the Buddha said. Suffering need not be when you understand his teaching. And life can become otherwise meaningful, beautiful. So all this you will come to understand. Then there is another thing that I would like to remind Kayanamitas. Today is the 10th. Our gathering of Kayanamita is on the 22nd of October. It's a Sunday. Then it's a lunch. It's a lunch. All Kayanamita are welcome to join. So this is an annual event, a very unique event. And this is the 13th year since I came out to share the teaching. I was invited to come out to share the teaching in the year 2004 by our sister Yun Chan, as you all know. You all should thank her for the condition. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. And because of that, since then, every year, the Kanyamita decide to have this annual gathering of Kanyamita. Actually, initially, they wanted to celebrate <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> to me, I say it's not important, it's not about my birthday. But if it can be an occasion for joy, yeah, for wholesomeness, for meaningful gathering of Kayanimita, why not? I say, uh, then the idea evolved and it has become very beautiful. Year by year, we have progressed and transformed tremendously. Mm. It's supposed to be an annual event where all the different Kayanimitas from different backgrounds, different places, different classes, yeah? we will gather together under an annual event which we call the Gathering of Kayanimitas together with the celebration of my birthday, Kambate yeah? ceremony or celebration. It is during this gathering of Kanamitas that we can have fellowship eh, to get to know each other. Then it's also an occasion for joy eh, to recall to mind all the activity that we have gone through together and shared and developed. So the annual activity will be chronicalized then make into a video. Eh, video. Uh, for that, we should thank Brother Tim uh, and the wife, Sister Padmasuri, and all those who help out. Eh? Then the organizers who plan all this event also, we should thank them. Eh? Then this year is rather extraordinary because we established three very important milestones, eh? significant milestones. This is the year 2017. Eh? where we have the condition to develop our own website, eh? the brothertio.com website. Eh? If you have the time, you can also log in. Eh? Later on, you can get the details. Eh? Our website has all the publication, the Buddhist publication, means all the transcript books eh? that you all have done it up based on my teaching and my sharing. And these are transcripted from the recorded tapes. Uh, 
then we also have a lot of other Dhamma material. We call it the repository of Dhamma material, which are very useful and it can help people develop a lot of understanding. Then even the seminal book that uh, was published, that seminal book was based on uh, international Buddhist seminar uh, held in Bangkok in the year 2013, uh, where they invited me uh, to be one of the panel speakers. Uh, so that speech which was delivered uh, uh, was compiled into a book. Uh, you read through, you will understand. Then we also have <coughs> all the various Sunday class, Tuesday class, uh, Thursday class, and all the various uh, Dhamma activity like Friday talk, Sunday talk, even our Monday gathering of Kajamita, the annual uh, uh, our annual retreat eh, at Cameron Highland. Then our various visits to various spiritual places. Like this year, we just came back from our China trip, eh, spiritual come tour. We went to Guangzhou, the Six Patria, Huining's Temple, and all the way places. Eh. Then we also visited Quiling, eh, where the nature are very beautiful. Then on the way, yeah, there's a lot of Dhamma activity too. Then we had a lot of fellowship. Yeah. Then we encountered a lot of Dhamma uh, activity and events too. And these are all yeah, compiled, then uh, uploaded, so that you can uh, listen to them or even uh, make use of them. Mm. Then all our talks since the day we started, uh, but the recording only after the year 2006, I think, yeah? because earlier on the cassette tape all <laughs> doesn't really last. Then most of it were not transcripted. Uh, it's only a few, uh, but later on, the last few years, yeah, they were transcripted. Mm. So this website thing is the most important because it was our intention to share this Dhamma material with as many people as possible, whoever who have the condition eh, to receive them or to encounter them. Eh, we hope they will benefit from it and they can make use of it. Eh. Then there are a lot of other uh, very good objectives that were mentioned inside there. You go through, you will know. And this website also came along because of causes and condition. We never expect it to be so uh, like so fast. It just happened. Everything just fall into place. Then we should thank Brother Lau, huh? Lau huh? the main person who helped us too actually uh, develop all this, uh, the hosting of the website uh, and uh, what is the other one already? Uh, after you host, there's another one, what was it? Uh? Uh, you know, 
there are two parts, is it? One is the hosting, the other one, domain. Yeah? The domain. Huh? Yeah. So he helped us to recommend a very good one. Then we got everything done out in less than a month. Then all of our Dhamma material were all ready. And we had a lot of very helpful Kayanamita who helped uh, in the uh, setting up of the website. Uh, then this year we are going to invite uh, all those who have helped us. Uh, uh, our guest of honor is, of course, Mr. Keolau. Uh, Brother Keolau and the wife, uh, we invited him already. Then Jin Hao, remember to invite your sister. Uh, your sister. Uh, uh, we, we, we will send her, uh, you can give me her detail or not. I, I will forward to you, then you forward to her. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really want to, where she is instrumental to uh, getting the thing moving because of her email. Yeah. She, she has very good knowledge of website development. Then when I read the email, I like, understand what that thing is. We are at first I totally don't understand what this thing is. Then the timing is such that this website has to come out because a lot of things has happened. That's why this is a first milestone. Then the second one is people volunteer to transcribe the Bodhisattva way, the four talk that I delivered over the last two years. Then all these fall into place and after they transcripted it, I found that it can be developed into a book. So I developed that book, four of those talk series, into one beautiful book. And this is the one, eh? Cultivating the Bodhisattva Way. Eh? So this is another milestone because these are the causes and conditions like I explained in the book. You read through, you will know since the year 2014, end of the year, causes and conditions arise and many people wrote to me. Then we decide to have it. Then when we have it, it was just thought one off. Then the request came again. So there were four occasions, four or five occasions where we developed the sharing. Then it's like the book wanted to come out. Then the book came out. Then after that, our third milestone was over the last two over years, the Bodhisattva way has been firmly established. And because of that, all of the sharing of the Diamond Sutta, Six Patriarch Platform Sutta, preceded by the Heart Sutta, Surangama Sutta, and many other very, very important Maya Sutta needed for those who really want to cultivate the Bodhisattva way. They were established. And we have the first one was the Heart Sutta transcripted into a, a very thick book too. Then followed by, of course, this book, Cultivating the Bodhisattva Way. Yeah. And there are a lot of six patriarch platform sutta, one by one coming out. So hopefully, there's a lady who has volunteered to transcribe all the 50 or lesson 
if that one come out, I see how maybe we can also like the heart sutta, uh, build it up and develop into a six patria platform sutta book. Uh, then it can really help a lot of people. So these are the milestones that make this year's gathering of Kayanama Mita very unique. Then it's also not only fellowship, it's an occasion for people to share their experience, expression of joy, gratitude, yeah? uh, thanks. Uh, then to develop very close uh, friendship or fellowship so that this Kalimita grouping, yeah? their attributes, their quality, which are so different, you can read them all in the website. Then you all can finally realize your whatever sincere, good and noble wishes, thereby enabling all Kalimita yeah? to have the ability to have the Dhamma. Yeah? So, when Kayanamita finally developed the understanding of all this Dhamma, then they walk the path of Dhamma with full understanding. That will be the accumulation eh, of our Kayanamita force. It will evolve into a very significant force to be reckoned because this is a very unique Kayanamita shape. Eh. When all Kayanamitas has the Dhamma, it will have its potency to evolve and to contribute towards the world consciousness, the improvement of the world consciousness. Uh, and not only the individual change, they will have the ability to touch the heart of many living beings and bring about great transformation to the world. So, remember, t 12 more days, yeah, we will have our Gathering of Kalimita, then I'd like to thank all who have out in all this uh, preparation uh, and organizing, and also for all Kalimitas who attend uh, or in one way or other help out in the uh, condition to establish all this together so that whatever we have achieved over the last 13 years will be something that all Kayanamita can be proud of because without you, Kayanamita, all this will not be possible to. So I really, from the bottom of my heart, sincerely yeah, rejoice with all this. Yeah. Then I wish you all the best. Yeah. Then may the causes and conditions yeah, that evolve from this wholesomeness bring forth the condition for all to walk the path of Dhamma successfully so that you all may realize your good and noble wishes. So this is the part I just want to share. Uh, then hopefully in about uh, 10 days time, uh, there will be another new book coming out, uh, the latest book, also one of the six Patriot Platform Sutta book. Uh, we are doing the final touches to send it to the printer to tomorrow, I think, morning. Yeah? Then later on, Pamasuri and uh, Brother Tung, they have finalized more or less yeah, the video for this year yeah, so that 
we can upload it into the website before going to the 22nd October gathering of Kanemeter you can view it in the video in the uh, uh, our website so that you can have some good understanding of what this year's video or slideshow is all about yeah. then you will have a lot of other things then you can collect whatever books you want huh? on the day we will bring the books then all those uh, important uh, activity that we have developed over the years they will be shared with all kinemeters yeah. then the kinemeters that arrive there from all over eh? the various states some from Alastair, Penang then Singapore eh? then uh, there was one eh? in Paris eh? Leslie uh, I forgot I think Leslie Lim is it eh? Lim eh? she is coming back but she will be back on the 25th eh? after our gathering of Kanemita eh? but whatever it is eh? she already uh, texted me whatsapp me and said she will be back for one month and she will be joining our classes too uh, she is very very happy she is looking forward uh, to meet you all again ok with that we will continue uh, from the uh, text the Buddha and his teaching now turn to page 109 uh, turn to page 109 we will continue from there. Founding of the order of the Sangha. For those who may not understand the Dhamma, you may need some explanation. Sangha is the order of disciples of the Buddha. And under the triple gem, they are called the Aryan Sangha. Aryan Sangha are the enlightened disciples of the Buddha. Yeah. So they represent the four pairs of enlightened beings. Yeah. That's why when you chant Supatipano Bhagavato Sāvaka Sangha yeah. or good conduct is the order of the enlightened disciple of the Buddha. Yeah. They got four virtue, very special virtue of good conduct, upright conduct, wise conduct and dutiful conduct. Uh, then these are the four pairs of beings uh, that are worthy of respect, uh, uh, offering, gift and hospitality and all those things. And the field of merits that comes with it is limitless. Uh, so all this we will together develop the understanding of how it originated. So page 109, I'll read to you. At that time, there were 60 Arahant disciples in the world. With these pure ones, as the nucleus, the Buddha founded a celibate order, which was democratic in constitution and communistic in distribution. The original members were drawn from the highest status of society, and were all educated and wealthy people. But the order was open to all worthy ones, irrespective of caste, class or rank. 
both young and old, belonging to all the caste system at that time in India. They were freely admitted into the order and lived like brothers, eh? just like our Kainamita. Eh? Yeah. Of the same family without any distinction. The noble orders of bhikkhus, which stands to this day, is the oldest historic body of celibates in the world. So it is open to all uh, people, regardless of your status, uh, your age, or your caste system. In India at that time, the caste system was very, very strictly practiced. Yeah? So if you are of a low class, there are many things you are not entitled to and you cannot be a part of it. You can't even partake. And because of that, in India, if you are born by birth in a lower class, uh, it's very difficult for you to establish yourself in life. <laughs> so you are born the lower class. You, the chances are you will end up as liberal. Uh, or even uh, slaves and all those things. And you are not entitled to education and all those things. So the Buddha been different. He opened up the Sangha to all people of all caste system. He does not discriminate by wealth, by caste, or by uh, birth and all those things. So it can be of any age too. Like our Kainimita, we got very young one and we got very old one too. Uh, then in between, of course, most of us are in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Eh? But there are some young ones, 20-something, 30. There are quite a number. Mm. Even here, there are quite a number. Eh? Okay, turn to the next page. All were not expected to leave the household and enter the homeless life. As lay followers too, they were able to lead a good life in accordance with the Dhamma and attain sainthood. Venerable Yasa's parent and his former wife, for instance, were the foremost lay followers of the Buddha. All the three were sufficiently spiritually advanced to attain the first stage of sainthood. First stage of sainthood is called Sotapanaship. Yeah? You became you become the former mind become a Sotapan. Yeah? once you realize the first stage of sainthood. And to go through the sainthood way, there are four stages. Stage one is what they call sotapanna ship. Then stage two is sakadagami ship. Uh, then stage three uh, of the uh, sainthood establishment. Uh, they are called anagamis. Uh, then when you become fully enlightened, not to say a Samasa Buddha, but you completely root out the ten fetters and you got no more ignorance. You develop the full stage of, fourth stage of enlightenment or arahanship. Once you realize arahanship, there is no more birth after that. Birth and death of the segmented body, no more. So upon death, 
They call it Parinibbana. The Arahant or the form and mind will go to Parinibbana. They will realize Nibbana. And there will be no more ignorance at the moment of death. And because of that, there is no rebirth consciousness. Yeah. There is the uniqueness of the fourth stage of sainthood. Yeah. So first stage is you just severe the first three fetters. Yeah. Then you attenuate the next two fetters at the second stage of sainthood. And at the third stage of sainthood, you severe completely the first five fetters that bind living beings to this world. Then the last five fetters are only severed when they realize arahanship eh, at the fourth stage of sainthood. Okay, we read on. Eh? If you got any question eh, or anything to add, you can raise your hand. Eh? Then we can pass you the mic. Eh? Or there's any topic of particular interest that you want to maybe ask or share, you can. Eh? When the sixty arahats as ideal messenger of truth. Oh, sorry. With the sixty arahats as ideal messengers of truth, the Buddha decided to propagate his sublime teaching purely by expounding the doctrine to those who wish to hear, means those who have the condition to hear them. Uh, then the next one is conversion of the 33 young men. And this particular Jataka story is very strange. I read to you because nothing much is mentioned, but the circumstances under which these 30 young men got converted was very strange. We are just now before we started class. I just flicked through and just want to find out what is this all about? Then I came across this very funny part. Eh? You listen. Eh? The Buddha resided in Isipatana in Benares as long as he liked and went towards Uruvela. On the way, he sat on the foot of a tree in a grove. At that time, 30 happy young men went with their wives to their particular grove to amuse themselves. Eh? Then, as one of them had no wife, he took with him a cottician. While they were enjoying themselves, this woman absconded with their valuables. So, this is the funny part <laughs> I mentioned. Eh? They, while they were having fun, I think they must have drunk themselves. Or what. Then, uh, after that, I think all went to sleep. That this particular lady, eh, cottician, really took everything, yeah. that's I absconded with all their valuables. The young man searched for her in the forest and seeing the Buddha inquired of him whether he saw a woman passing that way. And you know what the Buddha's reply was? Yeah. Can you guess or not? What was the Buddha's reply? Yeah. It seems that reply, wake up all these young men and women. The Buddha asked, is it, which do you think, young man, is more important? Seeking a woman or seeking oneself? Yeah. So now you ask yourself. Huh? Question the Buddha. Uh, surprisingly, the young man replied, seeking oneself is better, O Lord, replied the young man. 
Well then, the Buddha says, sit down. I shall preach the doctrine or the teaching to you, said the Buddha. Very well, Lord, they replied, and respectfully saluted the exalted one. Sat expectantly by, means listening attentively. They attentively listened to him. The key word is attentively. Yeah. And obtained the eye of truth. What is the meaning? Yeah. What is the meaning? The eye of truth. Make a guess. Ah, ah very good. Ah, pass the mic to Yun Chan. Ah. No, for the recording, they can't hear you. I can hear you. We all can hear. But the recorder. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The eye of Dhamma, of truth. It's the eye ah. of truth. Ah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So the, it's the essence. Yeah, essence of his teaching. Very good. So, which means they awaken. Understand now? They realize sainthood, uh, but never mention which stage. You remember when Kondanya uh, awakened after the first sermon, uh, actually before the first sermon end, the Buddha said, uh, Kondanya, uh, what would he use already? Uh, I cannot remember. Uh, uh, it's in the chanting book, is it? Dhamma Chaka Pawatana Sutta. Ah, yeah. It's in the chanting book. Yeah. Just give me a minute. Huh? I check. Okay. Dhamma Chaka Pawatana Sutta, huh? The first sermon. Hmm. Ah, same. Thus spoke the blessed one, and the company of five bhikkhus were glad and rejoiced at the word of the blessed one. The blessed one is the Buddha. Huh? When this discourse was being expounded, there arose in the venerable Kundanya the pure and stainless eye of truth. The same word the Buddha used. Whatsoever is of an originating nature is subject to cessation. Mm. And because of that, Kandanya became a Sotapan. So that was how easy that time eh, to become enlightened. Just listening attentively, then they received the eye of truth. Eh. So this is a very important statement, the eye of truth. Yeah. After this, they enter the order and receive the higher ordination, means they become monks. Yeah. So this is the story of the 33 young men. Yeah. But no mention of their name. Huh? Yeah, you chant. <laughs> the eye of storm is uh, another one. That one is the hurricane. <laughs> uh, or what they call the cyclone, eh? the cyclone eye. Eh? Uh, that one is, of course, uh, like Yun Chan mentioned, eh? the essence. Eh? Uh, the one that is driving the cyclone is the eye. Eh? So it seems, if you are in the eye, everything also sucked away, blown away. Uh, it's very powerful because it is from there it builds up. 
So the I normally signifies uh, the essence. Uh. So this part is quite interesting. Uh. The next one is even more interesting. Conversion of the three Kasapa brothers. Wandering from place to place in due course, the Buddha arrived at Uruvela. He lived three, sorry, there lived three ascetic with mad hair known as Uruvela. Okay, you look at the notes down there, seeking one sound. The phrase is very significant. Anatang is the accusative of atta, which means sound. Here, the Buddha was not referring to any soul or spirit, latent in man, as some scholars attempt to show. How could the Buddha affirm the existence of a soul? when he had clearly denied the existence of his second, uh, in his second discourse, the Anatalakana Sutta. The Buddha has used this phrase exactly in the sense of seeking thyself or look within. So this is Venerable Narada's explanation. Eh? Where he scared people point out eh? the contradiction in the Buddha's teaching. The Buddha talked about non-self. Remember? Anatta. Then here he said, seeking oneself means there is a self. Yeah. But people don't understand. Yeah? That's why he asked the young man, he said, is it better to seek yeah? the answer of who you are, what you are? So in short, they call it seeking oneself. Yeah? You try to understand clearly who are you? What are you? Yeah. The so-called self is not to be found yeah, according to the teaching. So, if you really meditate, you will understand why the Buddha explained in such clear-cut manner this five aggregate of form and mind, the so-called human being, yeah, is not really a permanent unchanging entity where you can call this is me. This is I. Therefore, this can be called self. Yeah. If it's self, it will not tend towards suffering. It will not get old, it will not get sick, and it will not die. It will not have all those problems that is related to non-self. Yeah. Because it is not self or non-self. That's why the body doesn't belong to you. It goes the way of nature. You will get sick, get old, and one day die. Yeah. Because that one is this element, the four element goes the way of nature. Consciousness too, the mind. You can subdivide consciousness into five mental aggregates too. And each and every one as proclaimed by the Buddha and also some truth that can be verified through meditation, you will come to understand that the five aggregates of Vedana, Sanya, Sankara, Vinyanang and the mental form, they are all impermanent. And because they are impermanent, it's not a permanent unchanging entity that you can call self. That's the reason why it's non-self anatta. Mm. So this is the human body, the form and mind or you call it this segment of your life, 
when you come. And this one is subject to karma, born of karma, heir to karma, conditioned as supported by karma. And this form of mind is just the way it is because of karma. So all this, if you develop the training of the mind, we are following the Buddha's teaching, you will come to understand them. Then you will know how to use them. You will not be deluded by them. Yeah. Okay, we move on. Mm. Next page. One, one, two. Huh? The first one is Urvela Kasapa. The second brother is Nadi Kasapa and Gaya Kasapa. They were all brothers living separately with 500, 300, and 200 disciples respectively. The eldest was infatuated by his own spiritual attainment and was laboring under a misconception that he was an arahant, means an enlightened being. The Buddha approached him first and sought his permission to spend the night in his fire chamber where dwelt a fierce serpent king. By his psychic ability, the Buddha subdues the serpent. This place Urvela Kasapa and he invited the Buddha to sit there as his guest. The Buddha was compelled to exhibit his psychic ability on several other occasions to impress the ascetic, but still he adhered to the belief that the Buddha was not an arahat as he was. Finally, the Buddha was able to convince, convince him that he was indeed an arahat. Thereupon he and his followers entered the order and obtained the higher ordination. His brother and their other followers also followed his example. Accompanied by three Kasapa brothers and their 1,000 disciples or followers, the Buddha repaired to Gaya Sisa, not far from Uruvela. Here he preached the fire sermon, Aditta Pariyaya Sutta, hearing which all of them attained arahanship. Yeah. That's why this fire sermon is very powerful, very potent. Because it is the teaching that can awaken living beings. And not only you become Sotapan or Sakadagami or Anagami, straight away you become arahan. So now I read to you eh, the Aditta Pariya Yasuta. They cause on the fire sermon eh, or always burning. This one is very powerful. If you listen attentively, you have been meditating, you will develop the ability to awaken. Eh? Always burning, O Bhikkhu. This is how the Buddha started off. He said, the whole world, everything is burning. Uh, here they use the word all. Eh? The better word should be everything is burning. What obiku is it burning with? Yeah. The Buddha said, the eye is burning. Visual form are burning. Eye consciousness is also burning. Eye contact is burning. Feeling which is pleasurable or painful or neither pleasurable or painful arising from eye contact 
is also burning. By what is it burning? By the flame of greed, hatred, and delusion, leading to birth, decay, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. It is burning, I declare. Reflecting thus, O Bhikkhu, the learned Arya disciple get disgusted with the eye, the form, the eye consciousness, the eye contact, whatever feeling that arises from contact with the eye, they get disgusted. Then they also get disgusted with the ear, sound, nose, all the tongue, taste, tactile, yeah? mind contact, mental object, mind consciousness, mind contact, whatever feeling that arises upon contact. Yeah. Then with dispassion, they get detached. With detachment, they are delivered. They understand that birth is ended. Live the holy life. Done what should be done. And that there is no more of this state again. This is a short, short form, eh? summarized version. And this one, the English is not accurate. Uh, it does not portray the teaching. The actual more accurate teaching is in our chanting book. Eh? Our chanting book, if you turn to... Wait, eh? I have here the retreat version. It's at the back. Eh? Uh, okay, I read to you this one. You will understand better. The Fire Sermon 5.6, page 49 of the chanting book, eh? retreat version. Oh, it's not in that book. The book is our normal chanting. Eh? There's another book, this one, retreat version. Eh? Uh, this one, the Fire Sermon, is related to the Twelling or Paticca Samupada teaching, dependent origination teaching. If you have developed mindfulness eh, of the four foundation, which is Kaya Nupasana, Vedana Nupasana, Chitta Nupasana, and Dhamma Nupasana, you will develop, you will be able to develop the understanding of this fire sermon very fast. Eh. Without the understanding of the twelling, uh, dependent origination teaching, Patijasamopada, it's not easy to follow unless you have your past cultivation and you are aware, fully aware. Mm. So I'll read to you this fire sermon. Eh? Mm. Thus have I heard at one time the blessed one was staying near Gaya, at Gaya Head, together with a thousand bhikkhu. There the blessed one addressed the bhikkhu task. Bhikkhu, everything is burning. And what bhikkhu is everything that is burning. The eye, bhikkhu, is burning. Visual form is burning. Eye consciousness is burning. Eye contact is burning. The feeling that arises from eye contact, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, that too is burning. With what is it burning? I declared, it is burning with the fire of greed, hatred, and delusion. It's burning with birth. 
aging, and death, with sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. Then they repeat for all the other organs. The eye is burning. The ear is burning. The nose is burning. The tongue is burning. The body is burning. Then they went on to the mind. The mind is burning. Mental states are burning. My consciousness is burning. My contact is burning. And the feeling that arise through my contact, they are also burning. Then seeing thus, the Buddha said, Bhikkhu, the wise enlightened disciple or Aryan disciple become, ah, the correct word should be disenchanted. Eh? It's not disgust. Disgust means you don't like. Eh? Disenchanted eh? with the eye and disenchanted with visual form, disenchanted with eye consciousness, disenchanted with the eye contact and the feeling that arises from eye contact whether pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, that too they become disenchanted with. They become disenchanted with the other organ, eh? the ear and the nose, the tongue, the bodily tactile, and the mind or thought consciousness. Becoming disenchanted, their passion fades away, means their craving, their desire, their delusion. With the fading away of passion, their heart is liberated. With liberation, there comes understanding or wisdom that it is liberated. Then they will know, destroy is birth. The holy life has been lived out. Done is what has to be done. There is no more becoming into any state of being. Thus spoke the Blessed One, delighted, the bhikkhu rejoiced in what the Buddha had said. Moreover, while this discourse will be, uh, was being uttered, the mind of those thousand bhikkhus were liberated without any further fetters or tin. Eh? Means they all realized arahanship. And according to the sutta, it was also mentioned, eh? I heard it from the late Reverend Suvano. He said, on earth, the 1,000 eh, followers of the Kasapa brothers became Arahan. But the devas up there, the higher beings, millions and millions and millions were enlightened. That's why this fire sermon is a very powerful sermon, very unique. Eh? As we all have developed the understanding too. Eh? When the Buddha mentioned this fire sermon, it relates so intimately with these Kasapa brothers because they were the group of meditators who meditate on fire, uh, fire element. And they develop a lot of psychic ability from the fire element. Uh. So because of that, when it's mentioned in such a manner, the Dhamma, Everything is burning. It relates to them. Eh? You can follow this partner. Eh? It relates to them because they, they like fire. Mm. Then when you talk about burning, it's really burning. If you are a cultivator, you have mindfulness, you will 
have this ability to be sensitive. Oh, I rub off already. Yeah, the white box. You remember last week? I I before I rub off, there's a sentence. When you have mindfulness, when you are mindful, you are ah you are sensitive. When you are mindful, you are sensitive. That's why with sati, with awareness, with mindfulness, you are very sensitive. Then you can understand this fire summon very easily. Yeah. When the Buddha say everything is burning, you say, "Where God? I'm still living life happily, <laughs> beautifully. You still got your good breakfast, yeah? uh, good maybe lunch, and followed by a very sumptuous dinner. Then you having all the good life. You say, "Where God? Anything burning? You say, "Cannot be." But if you have mindfulness, the Dhamma, the sensitivity, you will come to know deep within your heart. If you are not mindful, without wisdom, everything is burning. You remember the Buddha mentioned burning with what? With what is it burning? Huh? Burning with what? The fire of greed, hatred, and delusion is it? In the sutta, he used the word passion, is it? which is craving. So these are the things, the evil roots. They really burn you and torment you. They are the root of all evil, make you evil. Lust is an evil root of greed. Craving, desire, attachment, clinging, grasping, all these are the evil roots of greed. So if you are having all this mind state in you, Craving for lust, footing, good food and all those things. Craving for all the, what they call, good moments in life. Craving and experiencing the good life are two different things, understand? When you experience with understanding, when there is condition to have, you have it. That one, no problem. You can have the good food, the good life and all the good things in life. But when you attach and cling deludedly without understanding, the next moment when there is no more condition, because your mind compare, your mind has craving, then you become afflicted, you become affected, miserable. Then you complain. Yeah. Then sometimes you become miserable, especially those who fell from grace. They may lose their wealth eh, overnight because of crisis or a bad call, a bad decision. Eh. Then when those things happen, especially during economic crisis, eh, eh, or when you are being cheated, deceived, or sometimes because of nature's disaster, your whole business wiped off, your whole income source affected by the economic crisis, then you got cash flow problem, then everything just gone and you not only bankrupt you end up owing the bank yeah. then you have a lot of problems that's why a lot of people cannot take it they commit suicide mm. and they suffer and when you understand the danger of greed hatred and delusion the three evil root craving you will understand what the Buddha meant everything is burning Whatever senses you use to perceive the world, that itself is burning. 
That's why he said, our eye is burning, our ear is burning, our nose is burning, tongue and tactile and thought consciousness, they are all burning. Mm. Then not only the organ, the sense data, that's a visual form, the vibration that the ear pick up, everything is burning. Yeah. Then you can also, through your nose, taste, tactile, and thought process. Yeah. Then the consciousness that arises upon contact is also burning. Yeah. Because when there is this organ, sense, data, together with the mind contact, consciousness will arise. Then within the consciousness, you input your content of consciousness. And that one, through wrong view, leads to suffering, leads to stirring of mind, conditioning of mind. Your views, your opinion, your conditioning, they will stir your mind. And that's how you become afflicted. So this fire sermon, when you understand, you can really awaken uh, and develop clear understanding. That's how they become disenchanted with what they see. Because what they see is not really what it used to be anymore. Because it can tend towards suffering, misery, to self-delusion, attachment, craving, clinging, positive and negative. Then sometimes when you don't understand, you develop fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow and lamentation. That's why people go into depression, yeah, where they cannot accept what happened. Yeah. When things don't go your way, when your expectations in life are not met, yeah, when you cannot get what you want, you become afflicted, affected, miserable. Mm. Then when you are with people whom you don't like, it's the same. Then when there is separation from loved one, from your wealth, your possession, you will suffer. And separation can occur in many ways. Death is one of the ways. Then apart from death, relationship failure leading to divorce, breakdown in relationship is also a very severe factor in life. So many people suffer because of all this reality. Yeah. They go through very traumatic experience. Then when their body develops complication, sickness, disease, nowadays there are a lot of what they call health problems. Yeah. Very uh, uh, tragic diseases. Yeah. Or they call traumatic type of diseases. Yeah. The most Fearful one is still cancer. Eh? Cancer is still the number one. But the moment they heard cancer, or even the news of having to go through a biosis, can really create intense fear in the living being's mind. Yeah. Then when the doctor confirmed that you are what stage, what stage of cancer, well, then melanin eh, spread already over, you become worse. Yeah. Then you also have very traumatic disease like HIV, stroke, uh, kidney failure, heart attack, heart failure, and all these things. And all these are life reality. If you don't have the Dhamma, don't have the understanding, when you confront them, you can really become miserable, afflicted. And this is what suffering is all about. 
when your life is no longer what you expect, when things don't go your way, when things become bad, the other side arises. And all this, the Buddha said, you cannot escape. Where this body goes the way of nature, it will grow old. It will get sick and it will one day die. And getting sick is not easy, I tell you. Aging or decay process of this physical body, as you age, you go through a lot of changes. Your organs start to fail you. Your senses start to fail you. And you develop complication, disease, sickness, and other things. Yeah. Starting, of course, with simple things like joint pain, rheumatism, yeah. then later arthritis, then Parkinson's disease, then Alzheimer's. Then you got a lot of funny things. Yeah. Then after that, cannot walk, <laughs> cannot see, yeah. listening problem. Yeah. Then sometimes taste problem. My father-in-law lost his taste. And he was a cook, and he became so miserable. Yeah. While cooking, he got to ask us to help him to taste. You see, how sad the cook can be if you have such things happening to you. So a lot of things can be very traumatic if you don't have the understanding. Yeah. But if you have the Dhamma, the understanding, life is still beautiful despite what happened. But these are reality. It not only happened to you. These are life reality that every living being who lives long enough will have to confront. So the only difference between one who suffer and one who don't is the one who don't suffer understand, able to come to terms with this reality and endure it and see it through. Do what you have to do. You need to seek a cure. You go ahead. But don't panic, don't fear, don't develop delusion to attach, to cling, to worry about it and become miserable over it. These are all foolish approach to life. When it's diagnosed like health problem, so what? Cancer, what stage? Yes, because this body goes the way of nature, like the, body, the Buddha said. It's of the nature to grow old, get sick and die, and it's not you. Make up of element. If you don't take care properly, it will go the way of nature. Yeah. But if you maintain it, take care of it, it will last you longer. Of course, ultimately, it will still undergo the natural consequence of old age, sickness, and death. Yeah. And the most traumatic thing to confront is death. A lot of people have fear, fear of dying. Then sometimes, before they die, their loved one die, they become miserable too, because of the attachment, the clinging, the grasping, the holding on to that so-called love, that relationship. You look at Lee Kuan Yew, such an intelligent man, such a successful statement leader. When the wife passed away, he suffered. He became miserable. His health went down very fast. Yeah, he, he has a very, very special relationship with the wife. Uh, the, well, the wife plays such a great role in his life, uh, help him so much. And the wife is equally smart and intelligent, if not 
smarter than him. Uh, uh, see, Yun Chan first to know, smarter than her, uh, him. Uh. So because of that, the memory, attachment, the craving, the clinging, the grasping, he cannot, he just cannot accept that, that reality that the wife is gone, uh, even at that age. See? So, without understanding this teaching, it's not easy for you to confront such reality. Okay, we will have to go on. Eh? Otherwise, I won't finish again. <laughs> okay, turn to the next page. 114. Yeah. Okay, conversion of Sariputta and Mongalana. These are the two top disciples of the Buddha. Sariputta is foremost in wisdom, the chief disciple. Mongalana is the uh, psychic ability disciple, foremost in psychic power. Not far from Rajaganga in the village of Upatissa, also known as Nalaka, there lived a very intelligent young man, Sariputta, son of Sari, yeah? that's why I call Sariputta. Since he belonged to the leading family of the village, he is also called Upatissa. Though nurtured in Brahmanism, yeah? His broad outlook in life, on life and matured wisdom compel him to renounce his ancestral religion for the more tolerance and scientific teaching of the Buddha, Gautama. His brother and sister follow his noble example. His father, Vanganta, apparently adhered to the Brahmin faith. His mother, who was displeased with the son for having become a Buddhist, was converted to Buddhism by himself at the moment of his death. Upatissa was brought up in the lap of Laksuri. He found a very intimate friend called Kolika, also known as Mongalana, with whom he was closely associated from the remote past. One day, as both of them were enjoying a hilltop festival, they realized how vain, how transient were all sensual pleasures. Instantly, they decided to leave the world and seek the path of release. They wandered from place to place in quest of peace. The two young seekers went at first to Sanjaya, who had a large following and sought ordination under him. Before long, they acquired the mere knowledge which their master imparted to them, but dissatisfied with his teaching as they could not find a remedy for that universal ailment with which humanity is assailed. They left him and wandered hither there and hither and thither in search of peace. Should be in search of true peace. Eh? They approached many a famous Brahmin and ascetic, but disappointment met them everywhere. Ultimately, they returned to their own village and agreed among themselves that whoever would first discover the path should inform the others. Uh, you all also must have this gentleman agreement eh? among Kairamita. Uh, whoever who have the truth and understanding, you should tell the other one uh, so that you all can benefit eh, from each other's learning. It was at that time that the Buddha dispatched his first 60 disciples to proclaim his sublime Dhamma in the world. The Buddha himself proceeded towards Urubala and Venerable Asaji 
one of his first five ascetic disciples went in the direction of Rajaganga. The good karma of the seekers now intervened as if watching with sympathetic eyes their spiritual progress. For Upatisa, while wandering in the city of Rajaganga, casually met an ascetic whose venerable appearance and saintly deportment at once attracted his attention. This ascetic's eye were lowly fixed a yoke distant from him, and his calm face betokened deep peace within him. With body well composed, robe neatly arranged, this venerable figure passed with measured steps from door to door, accepting the morsel of food which the charitable place in his bowl. Never before have I seen, he thought to himself, an ascetic like this, surely he must be one of those who had attained arahanship or one who has practiced the path leading to arahanship. How if I were to approach him and question, for whose sake, sir, have you retired from the world? Who is your teacher? What doctrine do you profess? Uh, whose doctrine do you profess? Upatisa, however, refrained from questioning him, as he thought he would therefore interfere with his silent begging tour. Actually, Amsrao, eh? not begging. Eh? The Arahat Asaji, having obtained with little what little he need, was seeking a suitable place to eat his meal. Then Upatisa, who was supposed to be Sariputta, seeing this, gladly avenged himself of the opportunity to offer him his own stool and water from his own pot. Fulfilling thus the preliminary duties of a pupil, he exchanged pleasant greeting with him and reverently inquired, Venerable sir, calm and serene are your organs of senses. Clean and clear is the hue of your skin. For whose sake have you retired from the world? Who is your teacher? Whose doctrine do you profess? This is what I mean by if you are mindful, if you are aware, you will be sensitive. You can observe, you can see that person is different. Yeah. Even during the early days uh, when I developed the cultivation, my nature can know. Yeah. And it don't choose and pick because of outward appearance. Uh, I don't just go after the beautiful robe and other thing or the title, the honor. Oh, this one from where, from where, how many years supposed to be Arhana. All this not important to me. What my nature do is I observe that person. Then within my nature if the quality of an enlightened being manifests, this nature will know. That's why if there is truth, it will listen attentively. Yeah. So this is what Asaji was able to deliver. And Sariputta-to-be, who has the name of Upatisa, he was able to observe all this. That's why he said, Venerable Sir, calm and serene are your organ or senses. Means he was observing him. 
even while going on arms round and all those things. You you must have this ability, yeah, understand? Huh? If you are heedless, you can never, never see all these type of beings. You can never understand even when they pass by you. Uh, you will miss them, I tell you. You can make aspiration to meet up with the wise uh, and avoid the foolish. But you don't know what constitutes the foolish and the wise. You end up not able to fulfill your aspiration because you lack mindfulness. They lack the ability to sense, to feel. So because of that, he asked Venerable Asaji, for whose sake have you retired from the world? Who is your teacher and whose doctrine do you profess? The unassuming Arahat Asaji modestly replied, as is the characteristic of all great men, means he is very humble. I am still young in the order, which was true then. The Sangha was not, not formed very long. I think less than a few months. Uh, he said, I am still young in the order, brother, and I am not able to expound the Dhamma to you at length. Uh, he spoke the truth, because he himself awakened, but he don't have the ability, the stability or understanding to expound the true Dhamma. Uh, with depth. Uh, then Upatisa or Sariputta said, I am Upatisa, Venerable Sir. Say much or little according to your ability, and it is left to me to understand it in a hundred or thousand ways. <laughs> because this Sariputta is very wise, and he knew he don't need much truth. He only need a few words of truth. That's why he told Asaji, Whatever you can recall or understand, you just have to say it to me. And say little or much, Upatisa continue. Tell me just the substance, uh, means the essence. Huh? The substance only do I require. A mere jumble of words is of no envil. Then the Venerable Asaji uttered a four-line stanza, thus skillfully sum up the profound philosophy of the teacher, the Buddha, on the truth of the law of karma, cause and effect. That's why in Pali is called Yadamang Hitopabhavi. Te sam hitum tatagato. Aha, te san cha yo niroto. Nirodo. Evang wade. Aha, sam mano. So this is a famous stanza. After that, Sariputta straight away become enlightened. Uh, he became a sotapat. Now, now you listen. Uh, hopefully, some of you also become enlightened. Uh, uh. Or we read together. Come. Uh, page 117. Uh, somewhere in the center. Of things that... Uh, together, come. Of things that proceed from a cause. Their cause, the Tathagata has told. And also their cessation. Thus, teacher, the great ascetic. Yeah. Yeah. The English here again, uh, the phrasing is not good. You you cannot get much out of it. Yeah. The actual words uh, which Asaji actually uh, said was whatever there is of the nature to arise, yeah, there are causes and conditions behind. And this my teacher has explained. Uh, 
And just that four stanza, four line, Sariputta straight away become a Sotapan. Because a Sotapan has the ability to understand uh, what they call Sakaya Diti, self-delusion. So what Asaji is trying to explain is the law of karma, law of cause and effect, condition arising Dhamma. So the Buddha mentioned within the existential world, condition arising world. That's why in the Jataka story, you may have heard a lot of this similar story. Even at one stage when the Buddha relayed one of his earlier life Jataka story, where he was married with some children. Then one of the children died because uh, it was eaten by one of the python, I think, uh, or serpent. Uh. Then when people asked him, uh, because he was arranging, uh, uh, what do you call that? To, they don't call it cremation. They they like like set fire to burn the body on a timber thing, eh? uh, pyre they call P Y R E, eh? pyre the one. So while he was doing this, a king passed by, you know, and funny I saw him burning. He said, "Who is it that you are burning, eh? or doing the uh, cremation?" The the to be that time the bodhisattva replied, "My son." He said it must be somebody not fail of piety. The Buddha said no. The the Bodhisattva to be said no. He said he's a very good son, full of fail of piety and understanding. Then why don't you cry? And you know what was the answer? Though? The Buddha to be at that time, the Bodhisattva told the king. He said, whatever that is of the nature to be born, is the nature. To die. What has arisen has already ceased. No amount of sorrow and lamentation can bring back the dead. And just this four sentence. And the king at first don't believe him. Then later on he saw the wife was also there. And he asked the wife. The wife replied in exactly the same way. So all this is possible because they have the Dhamma, they have the understanding. We are within our condition arising world. Everything is dependent, originating, condition arising. Cause and effect, cause and effect. So if everything is dependent, originating, condition arising, it can never become a permanent, unchanging entity that you can hold on to, grab on to and cling on to and say, this is me, this is I. That's why the fourth tensa that Asaji spoke Straight away, based on that stanza, Sariputta became a Sotapan. Because he heard, whatever there is of the nature to arise, there are causes and conditions behind. Nothing arises without a cause. Without condition, nothing arises. So whatever there is of the nature to arise, there are causes and conditions already set behind. And these causes and conditions, as Aji say, my teacher, the Tathagata, has already explained. Means the law of karma. Because the Buddha says we are all born of our karma. 
heir to our karma, conditioned and supported by our karma. And we are what we are because of our karma. So because of that, straight away, Asaji, uh, sorry, uh, Sariputta or Upasika, he became awakened or enlightened. Uh, now I read on. Uh, Upatisa was sufficiently enlightened to comprehend such a lofty teaching through suicidely expressed. So suicidely expressed. He was only in need of a slight indication to discover the truth. So well did the Venerable Asaji guide him on his upward path that immediately on hearing the first two lines, he attained the first stage of sainthood. See, he didn't even have to wait till the third stanza and the fourth stanza. Straight away he became a Sotapan. Huh? First stage of sainthood, Sotapati. The new convert Upatisa must have been, no doubt, destitute of words to thank to his heart's content, his venerable teacher, for introducing him to the sublime teaching of the Buddha. Okay, turn to the next page. Express his deep indebtedness for his brilliant exposition of the truth and obtain from him the necessary particulars with regards to the Buddha and took his leave. Later, the devotion he showed towards his teacher was such that since he heard the Dhamma from Venerable Asaji, in whatever quarter he heard that his teacher was residing in that direction, he would extend his club's hand in an attitude of reverence, obeisance, and in that direction, he would turn his head when he lie down to sleep. See, he has such deep gratitude towards Asaji. Yeah. He, he did it just to Asaji, you realize that? Asaji was the first one to awaken him. Uh, and your gratitude for cultivator, you can really have that type of gratitude. Yeah. The first teacher that really taught you very well. Yeah. Like my first teacher, Achai Hatra. I learned a lot of things from him. That's why I got great respect for him. Uh, people did not hang his photo and picture. <laughs> but I've been having this since the year I met him in 1986 or 87. Yeah. Now, in accordance with the agreement, he returned to his companion, Kolika, to convey the joyful news. Kolika, who was as enlightened as his friend, also attained the first stage of sainthood on hearing the whole stanza. Overwhelmed with joy at their successful search after peace, as in duty-bound, they went to meet their teacher, Sanjaya, with the object of converting him to the new doctrine. Frustrated in their attempt, Upatisa and Kolika, Kolita, accompanied by many followers of Sanjaya, who readily joined them, repaired to the Velavena Monastery to visit the illustrious teacher, the Buddha. In compliance with their request, the Buddha admitted both of them into the order by the mere utterance of the word. Etabikave, come, O Bhikkhu. A fortnight later, Venerable Sariputta attained Arhanship on hearing the Buddha's exposition or expound the Vedana Parigangha Sutta to the wanderer ascetic 
Dihanaka. Uh, on the very same day in the evening, the Buddha gathered around him, his disciple, and the exalted position of the first and second disciple in the Sangha were respectfully. Wow, exactly, huh? our timing. Finish, huh? uh, we are ending already. Okay, the alarm sound already. His disciple and the exalted position of the first and second disciple in the Sangha were respectively conferred upon Teras Upatisa, means Sariputta and Mongalana, who also had attained Arahanship a week earlier. So Mongalana attained Arahanship within one week, faster than Sariputta. And this was how the story come about. Eh? Both become the chief disciple of the Buddha. Sariputta foremost in wisdom, Mongalana foremost in psychic ability. Then after that we go to chapter 8. Eh? Chapter 8, I leave it to Brother Song. Eh? Uh, Brother Song next Tuesday. Eh? The Buddha and his relative. Uh. So we are in eh? here. Any question? Anybody got any question? Uh, if you don't have, then maybe we end. Eh? We will do the sharing of merit, transfer of merits. Then we will make our aspiration. Eh? Okay. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Ah, you should rejoice. Eh? Thank you. Okay, let us recall to mind all of the wholesomeness that we have developed and we will delegate and share these merits to all beings, starting with the devas. Akasata Chirbumata Devanaga Mahindika Punyangtang Anamoditwa Chirang Rakantaloka Sasana Itawata Chamehi Sampadan Punya Sampadan Sabe deva anamodantu sabasampati sidiya idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya teyo idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya teyo idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya teyo imina punyang kamina Mami bala samagamo satang samagamo hotu yawa nivana patiya sadhu 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 Okay, you can pay respect mindfully to Lord Buddha, Kuan Yin Bodhisattva, and all the other great things, huh? the worthy ones. Yeah.